my wife sitting on the living room couch after he had went to bed, and uh, she's crying because we have a little boy. He's about that big. And all he wanted was a tree and a present, and we had no way to buy either one. And so I was tempted to go to one of the tree lots that had closed and rip one off. But I thought, I'm a preacher. I can't steal a Christmas tree. That wouldn't be right, no matter how much my little boy wanted a tree. And so we finally went to bed. My wife was asleep, and I was asleep. And I, I thought I was dreaming, and I, I was dreaming there was a knock on our front door. And so finally my wife says, there's somebody to the front door. So I got up and went and turned the porch light on, and there was a lady standing there. And so I opened the door, and she said, I hope you don't think I'm crazy. But she said, uh, the Lord woke me up and told me that get a Christmas tree, and he'd show you where to take it. It's hard to tell this one. And... Uh, she said, do you need a tree? And I said, yeah, we need a tree. And so she had, told me, come out to the car and get the tree, and I carried it in. Now, see, when you don't tell the Lord what kind of tree you want, you might get anything. This tree had curvature of the trunk. You ever had one of those? I mean, it started a twisted tree, and it had a bunch of branches missing. But I didn't tell him what kind of tree to bring, so I woke my wife up, and we're excited to have this tree, but we don't have a stand for the tree. So I went out back in the alley, and when I went out back to the alley, there were some concrete blocks my neighbor had, and so I said, well, I'll just borrow one and tell him I borrowed his concrete block. So I took it in the house, and we jammed that tree in a concrete block. Now, a crooked tree that had limbs missing in a concrete block isn't very attractive. So my wife went and took the sheet off of our bed. Now here we are, we got a sheet on our bed. Now she's wrapped it around the bottom of the tree and we're laying on the mattress. And so we would pop some popcorn to string it, but we didn't have any popcorn. We had no lights, no nothing. All we had was a tree in a concrete block with our sheet wrapped around it and sitting in our living room. And so I went back to bed and uh, fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, we had a knock on our door a couple hours later. And I went to the door and turned the light on, and it was another lady standing on our front porch. I got a picture of the house if you want to see it. It was a little tiny with the front porch. And so she said to me, I, I hope I'm not intruding. But she said, the Lord woke me up and told me to get some presents from under our tree and take it. He'd show me where to take it. And she said, I've been circling around the block for some time and finally got up enough nerve to come and knock on your door. And immediately, you know what the devil said to me? It's probably a doll and some girl things. And You're not human? I was. And so what she did, she had two grocery bags. This was before plastic, you know, grocery bags. And she said, here they are. And she handed them to me and turned away and walked and got in her car and left. 
And so I woke my wife up and told her, come on in. And then it was a bunch of packages wrapped in white tissue paper, no bowl, no anything, just a little presents wrapped in white tissue paper. And we put them under that tree. We went back to bed. And I'm laying there. I was asleep, and the ceiling fell on me. I thought. But when I finally opened my eyes, Tim said, Dad, Dad, wake up. Jesus has come. Come in here. Jesus came. And I want to tell you something, folks. Since that time, my boy has spent all of my money. He's had less Paul guitars. He has so many pedals, he'd have to have 10 legs to push all of them when he plays his guitar. I've spent literally hundreds and thousands of dollars on him in his life. But the greatest Christmas we ever had, and I give him glory, was the night Jesus came and touched my little boy. And if you ask him today, he's 49 years old, what's your best Christmas? He'll tell you the night Jesus came. Thank you. Praise God. Isn't that a great story? <clears throat> you know, uh, I was thinking about Christmas always in my family was always a special time. And, and we, you know, it was, uh, my parents were just just great parents and, and uh, always blessed us real good. But I did have one Christmas that wasn't uh, that great. In fact, it was decidedly bad. And what happened was um, I was... Uh, had a problem with uh, strep throat. Now, I, I had chronic strep throat, and so I had to get my tonsils taken out, and so my parents uh, figured that, you know, Christmas break would be a great time to get my tonsils taken out because that way I wouldn't miss school. Thank you. <clears throat> and so uh, <clears throat> I had my tonsils taken out before Christmas, and so I had problem with uh, I had problems with it, and so anyway, my grandparents, we had a, a tradition, and we would always open <clears throat> my grandparents' uh, big present that they would give to us on Christmas morning, and they always it was always something really cool, <clears throat> and so they decided that because I had uh, gotten my tonsils out, that I I deserved to open my present from them early. So it was a couple of days, several days before Christmas. And I was going to open their present, and it was going to be really awesome. <clears throat> and so I opened up that present, and this is what it was. <clears throat> or, or something like that. That doesn't look, I got that offline. It was a zither. <clears throat> and it had sheet music that you could put under there, and then you had a pick, and you'd pick out little songs and all that. And so I was about eight years old, and I was so excited I got to open my big present for my grandparents early, and I got a zither. <clears throat> Anybody here ever gotten a present that you were disappointed in? <clears throat> for my birthday when I was a young pioneer pastor, <clears throat> finances were really tight, and my parents always did good by me on my birthday, except for this one birthday. When, and things were really tight. I thought, oh, man, I'm going to get a check in the mail or uh, I'll get something really cool. <clears throat> My mom went out shopping and bought me a pair of pants. <clears throat> now, this is not the, the exact pair of pants. I mean, it didn't have those 
zippers on it like that, but it was that, it was that kind of plaid. And I thought about calling my mom and saying, well, all I need now is the, uh, you know, the hand organ and the monkey, and I could be an organ grinder, you know. <clears throat> All of us at some time in our lives have, have been disappointed <clears throat> by a gift. Christmas is all about God's gift to us, isn't it? <clears throat> in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible says, For there is born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And Christmas is all about God's gift to us. Now listen, because to some... Jesus, God's gift, is a disappointment. Now, before you throw rocks at me tonight, just hear me out for a moment. Christmas has become very controversial as far as a holiday, hasn't it? A lot of people are trying to take the Christ out of Christmas, which doesn't leave you with very much, does it? It just leaves you with mus. Merry mus. Or worse, I think, it's just everybody, you know, happy holidays. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Oh, come on. It's Christmas. Give me a break. Happy holidays. I think we ought to keep the Christ in Christmas, don't you? But God's gift, Jesus, is only a disappointment to some because they've never gotten to know him or they've never experienced him for themselves. Or they may have tried to get to know him, and they went to a church somewhere and got erroneous information about him. Now, this word erroneous came into my mind because erroneous information, and I got a definition of that. It means containing error, incorrect, or wrong. Some people are disappointed in Jesus because they have gotten information about him that uh, contains error, it's incorrect and wrong. And because of this, uh, they don't want anything to do with Jesus because they've gotten bad information about him. Now, if we really find out who he is and what he's about, we cannot help but love the gift that God gave us. Luke chapter 2, verse 11 says, For there is, uh, or, sorry, well, What I meant to have up there was Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You know, Christmas is all about good tidings of great joy. And I want you to hear this tonight, uh, that uh, Christmas uh, is about the gospel, and the gospel is about good news. Well, I got a couple of slides missing there. So anyway, Psalm 34, verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God's good, isn't he? God's gift to us is good. The problem is there's a lot of fake news going around about Jesus. If a catastrophe happens, if there's a flood, if there's a massive fire, if there's an earthquake, somebody will, somebody, somewhere will say, well, it was an act of God or it was a will of God. And I want you to know that's fake news. Now, we live in a world that has been broken by sin, that is under the influence, the Bible says, or the sway, the Bible says, of the evil one or the devil 
And so we need to know that there are tragedies that can happen and we may not even be able to make sense out of some of the stuff that happens in this life, this side of eternity, but we need to know that even though bad things sometimes happen here in this earth and sometimes around us or to us, uh, it's not God's fault. (laughs) Hear me tonight. The gospel is good news, and the good news is God isn't bad. He's good. Now, somebody say, good God. Good Good tidings of great joy. For unto you there is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus is a disappointment to some people because they've been fed fake news about him. Jesus is good and he does good. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 talking about him. This was a prophetic declaration about when Jesus would come. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Tonight, as we are are in Christmas Eve Eve, we need to know something. Jesus is a wonderful gift. I want you to say it with me tonight. Jesus is wonderful. And this Christmas, I want us all to expect to receive wonderful things from him. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says, As bad as you are, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. But your heavenly Father is even more ready to give good things to people who ask. And this Christmas, we should expect good gifts from our heavenly Father. If Jesus was the first gift given on the first Christmas And if that is any measure of the type of gifts God gives, then all of us should be real expectant that he is going to continue to give good gifts, good things in our lives. He's a good God who gives good gifts. Luke chapter 4 tells us what Jesus came to do. And give. In Luke 4, 18 and 19, when Jesus started his public ministry, he read these words that were quoted from Isaiah the prophet speaking of his ministry that would be here on earth. And he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, uh, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus came to heal our broken hearts. Thank God. He came to set us free. He came uh, to bring healing in our sick bodies. He came uh, to release us from the bondage of sin and from the, the captivity that we had in our life, from the oppression that was there. I know all about oppression, B.C. I was one oppressed dude. I was one, uh, in the words of the man who led me to Christ, one demon-possessed, long-haired hippie. <clears throat> That's who I was, but guess what? I'm not that man anymore. 
and it's and it's more more than just the hair that's had a little bit of a change over the years. I I got released from my oppression. I got set free from my sin. I am cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And it was not about what I did. It's about what he did. And because he came on that first Christmas, I experienced. And I knew about Jesus as a boy. I heard the Christmas story every year. I believed in in my mind, but I'll tell you, when I received him as my personal Lord and Savior, I experienced his reality. And that's what Christmas is all about, a revelation of God. For unto us, for unto us a child has been born, a Savior has been given. Thank God, thank God. Today, this Christmas, you and I should expect good things from a good God. I want you to say good things from a good God. I want you to say this. God gives good gifts. And I'm receiving tonight from him. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering as Pastor Poole comes. Doesn't that, doesn't that excite you tonight? We serve a good God, don't we? Man, just think about Harry's story for a moment. You know, think about that for a moment. Here is a child that's going to go without. Billions of people on the planet, and one little boy prays, and God answers his prayer. Let me tell you something. That is not the exception. That's the norm. Amen. And then what Pastor Alex taught about, he's, he is a mighty God. He's wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And you know, as he talked today, we know that God gave us a gift. We know that he gave us the gift of Jesus into our lives. But I believe he wants to give us more than that tonight. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some time because I believe there are people in this room tonight that you need something from God. You want something from God. Well, maybe it's a healing. Maybe it's provision. Maybe, maybe there is some level of deliverance you need. Maybe <clears throat> it's a family member in your life. This Christmas, your family member can be saved. Their lives can be changed. This Christmas could be the landmark of the everlasting change that can come to your life. I I love what Pastor Alex said. He said, you know what? I'm different. He said, when I was a young man, I was a teenager, I got saved. And he said, it changed my life radically. I am not the same person. Well, that's what happens when God touches your life. Even Even now, you may be saved and you may be here as a Christian and you say, you know what, I still need that. God can radically improve your life. He can bring healing and forgiveness and deliverance. He can bring encouragement, direction. I don't know what the need is. The needs are as varied as the people in this room tonight. So what we're going to do is we're going to do something just a little bit different. A little bit different. We're going we're gonna to have an altar call a true traditional altar call. And we're going to come forward 
And so tonight, if you're in this place and you say, this Christmas, there's a need that I have. Or maybe it's a want. That's okay. God's into wanting too. God's, God's like, you know what? He says, he says this. He goes, I'll provide for the desire of your heart. You know what he does is he puts the desire in and then he meets that desire. And so you're here today and you say, you know, I want something of the Lord. I want something from him, whatever it may be tonight. Only you know. I want you to come forward. I want you to find a place standing in the altar. Just come up front tonight. I want you to come right now. Just come right here. Just stand right in front. Maybe it's a healing. Maybe deliverance. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe this weekend you're going to see a loved one. They're going to be at your house for Christmas. They're going to be having dinner with you. Maybe a family member. Maybe a neighbor. The Bible says, and Pastor Alex quoted it, he says, you know what? I want to give you a good gift. He says, if you being evil know how to give good to your children how much more will I give to you oh he wants to do it doesn't he (coughs) just come on up come on up find a place just stand just find a place kind of squeeze in oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus he is such a good God Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's still time. You say, well, I don't know. Well, come on up. Maybe there's something that you're almost afraid to ask for. Come up anyway. At the end of the day, it costs you a walk to the altar. That's it. Wouldn't it be a shame that we get into eternity and God says, look, all it would have costed you is just to walk to the altar. All you had to do was ask. You have not because you ask not, he said. So come up. Find a way. Father, we thank you, Jesus. Father, we just take this moment and we worship you. We magnify you. We thank you, Jesus, for your gift of your life into ours. Jesus, we thank you that you came to this earth to be born as a child, to grow, to live, to walk as a man, to be tempted and tested in every way like us, and to do it without sin so that you could show us how to have a relationship with the Father, that you could pave the way and make a way, that you could pay the price for our lives, that you could restore that which was lost in sin a long time ago. We thank you, Jesus, that you've met that need and you've provided that and you gave us that gift. We thank you for the gift of your life. We thank you for that. And Jesus, we worship you and we magnify you in this place. And right now, Father, we pray, God, according to your will, we pray that you would meet every need that's represented in this place right now. Every need that's standing in this altar, needs of salvation, deliverance, forgiveness, healing. Father, we pray, Lord, for family members, God, that need salvation this Christmas. Let it be so that this Christmas they will come to know the reason for the season, that they will experience Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you move through this place right now, touching every life right now, Father. 
Lord, they've come in faith, believing, looking to you for one more gift. Father, I pray that you would give us that gift. We thank you that you're a good God. You're a good Father. And we love you. And we thank God for you. We praise you right now. Just stay in an attitude of praise right now. Just worship him right now. I believe he's doing something. I feel his presence. (coughs) Just let him touch you right now. Jesus, we love you. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christmas be different than every other Christmas. for that which is upon his heart, God. Father, right now, that which is upon his heart, God. In Jesus' name. Lord, right now, God, grant it. Grant it, God, I pray, God. What a gift. The salvation of his son, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, for my sister, right? Lord, touch her and minister right now, God. God, your goodness and your grace upon them right now. Lord, meeting the need, God, in her life. Meeting the need in her life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. going to sound I I won't define it he just wanted me to tell you how much that he loves you oh Jesus Jesus Jesus
phrase over and over in my head, Bill, is I have not forgotten your labor of love. I have not forgotten your labor of love. I just want to encourage you. I think the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you. And I think sometimes the weight and just life, you know how it is. We, we go through life and we kind of collect barnacles and, and, and God just wants right now, this, right now, he just wants to tell you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
joy of the Lord rests on me. Father, right now, Father, God, heal her mind and her spirit, her soul, God, right now, in Jesus' name. gift. Lord, that gift she so desires, God. She's talked to you about it for a long time. Oh, hallelujah. I just see in the privacy of your life, and I don't mean to expose anything, but I'll just say this, just in the private times of your prayer time, you have cried out to God. Oh, he's hurt you. I see you sitting on the edge of the bed. I see you, listen, I see you sitting on the edge of your bed. And he's sitting right next to you. He's been there the whole time. The whole time. He's there. And he's heard your prayer. This season. Sometimes a while can be relative, you know what I mean? Like if you hold your breath for a day, that's a long while. <laughs> so, but you've been carrying that. He says in his word, cast all your care upon me, for I care for you. He's saying, he, what he's, he's come alongside him, he says, I want to carry that for you. I want to carry that. You were never meant to carry that. And I'll, you give it to me. Write it on a piece of paper. Write it on a piece of paper and hand it to him. Just hand it to him. Wad that paper up and throw it in the trash can. It's yours, Lord.
thank you, Jesus. So why do we do that? We do that, we take the time to do that. Because if you're the one in need, you want somebody to take the time. You know, we're, we're just in too big a hurry, folks. We, we're going to be out normal time. It's going to be all right. I've been watching the clock the whole time. Jesus is quick. He can do it. But if we don't take the time, it won't get done. He wants to do something amazing this Christmas. Can you say yes. that? Amazing. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah. You go from this place tonight believing that this Christmas is your season. This is the season when Jesus comes into your life. You may be saved. You may know him, filled with the Holy Ghost, all those things. But this Christmas, he's going to come into your life in a new way, in a fresh way. He's going to meet you this Christmas. It's going to be something else under the tree. Amen. Do you believe that? I believe that. I'm looking for it. I'm going to get, I'm going to, just like when I was really, really little, and it was, I remember the, I always had great Christmases. And the reason why is because I was the only child. Now, you might call that spoiled. I call it, there's only one. I remember one Christmas getting up at, at, I got up at six in the morning on Christmas morning. I walked into our front room and from wall to wall, and it was a long, it was a big, big wall for me, filled with presents. They weren't just under the tree, they were around and over. I got a pool table that year. <coughs> yeah. That's the kind of Christmas. That's, see, that's what we need. We need to expect that. You know, God's still in the gift-giving business. Amen. Christmas wasn't made up by Walmart. Amen. It was the brainchild of our Father in Heaven that said, you know what, I want to give my family something good. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet all across this place? We're going to dismiss you and release you. We love you so very much. We love you, we praise, we thank God for you, we thank Jesus for you. We're going to release you tonight. You know what? You go expecting great gifts from God, and you have a great, wonderful Christmas this year. God bless you. You're free to go. Merry Christmas.